0: Doo 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 about to get the theatricality
1: city up in here your puns have just been so bad lately but I have nothing else to offer so I'll give you a little clap they haven't been bad you aren't
0: offering anything in exchange so I just admitted that yes yes Uh, next week will be very (laughs) easy so stay tuned for that don't know what the hell I'm going to do for the season finale that is multiple words
1: not obvious for a pun well, I don't out. know if it's going to be next week. We haven't even talked about this, but I don't know if we'll have an episode out next Tuesday.
0: I would like us for having to have an episode out next week so that we could be done like right at the end of the year. Maybe you guys will be getting the episode a little bit late next week, maybe. Uh, we'll let you know. But mm-hmm. I would prefer us to put it out somehow some way, any which way. Anyway, Uh, This is season one, episode 20, theatricality, hence my pun. I'm looking at the plot synopsis that I found. Like I said, I'm loving this. Whoever is doing these random expanded IMDb plot descriptions, bless them. But this is a long one. I mean, a lot happened for once, a lot better than last week's episode. And I'm doing plot this episode. So I suppose I can start... Oh, this is going to bother me because whoever wrote this, every time Gaga is typed, they capitalize the second G. Wow. Idiot. Ga? Anyway, we open with Principal Figgins. I feel like lots of episodes have been starting in his office, which yeah. is interesting. But we open with Figgins. He's meeting with Tina and Will Schuster. He's very concerned because Tina is dressing dressing all. Dressing? Uh, golf style. <laughs> yeah, he used the wrong speech impediment. She's got a stutter, not a lip. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's concerned about her goth style of dress and tells her that she must adhere to a more conservative dress code he seems to think that she's a vampire and that vampires are real
1: and will yeah. and Tina find this funny and he's really you know not ignoring the separate or he's ignoring the separation of church and state by bringing all of his Christian beliefs into the The public high school that he runs yeah that's funny because will at one point was like you never
0: dressed up as someone you aspired to when you were younger and figgins said that in his 20s he dressed as elvis but he was a christian i was just talking about last week how figgins is like uber
1: christian for some reason yeah it's it's odd i also just want to call out the twilight effect that is evident in this
0: episode yes it is a trend that Glee clearly wanted to hop on since this was spring of 2010. <laughs> Figgins said American teens are coming down with the serious case of twilight fever. And then we cut to a bunch of team Edward girls. They're wearing fangs and team Edward shirts and they attack Jacob Ben Israel in the hallway.
1: Quite violent. Not just any dad. girls. <laughs> <including> <laughs> Lauren's ice. yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: I love her. Whenever they need like a filler girl in season one, just to serve any purpose, they just slide her in there.
1: I feel like in this episode, yeah, it was her. And then the like filler bully is Karofsky. Like he was also in a lot of, or a few scenes this episode.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting seeing certain characters like that who are really basic and serve no interesting function in season one. And they get expanded upon later on. Like who would have even thought where Karofsky would go. Yep. Crazy stuff. Anyway.
1: Oh, and then just something Uh, I thought was funny when Tina was talking about the vampire Twilight thing, she (laughs) said, "My mom thinks that Kristen Stewart seems like a bitch." (laughs) That's explaining why she wasn't allowed to watch Twilight at home.
0: Honestly, I get it, because yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so moving on, we get another scene. Finn arrives well he doesn't he doesn't arrive his mother i keep forgetting her name what's her name carol 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 is ushering him into a space c- covering his eyes and she says surprise and turns out oh we're in kurt and bert's basement Mm-mm. and they announced that carol and finn will be moving in with bert and kurt first of all how long have they been dating i have no sense of time in this show it doesn't seem like it's been a long time at all <laughs> is that really a mature nope. decision And um, as soon as this happened, first of all, I should say trigger warning. We will be using gay slurs in this episode, Um, not because we believe in them, but because it's very important to use that word when describing certain actions in this episode. Also, you guys, I continue to be like incorrect about a lot of things. I Mm -hmm. think I said very recently that last episode. I, last episode I said that the move in was not happening this season and I was really wrong and in my notes I wrote in all caps when the scene was happening OMG wait 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 is this the faggy episode indeed it's
1: <laughs> not the faggy episode <laughs> we'll
0: get to that later uh, but yeah this is strange and it begins a it's, very cringy storyline for this episode
1: it is and it's just like to your what you said earlier we have no concept uh, concept of time so we don't know if this is like moving too fast for bert and carol sir feels like it and they also just like went about it all wrong like you should have told finn this ahead of time besides like instead of bringing him to the basement blindfolded surprising him bert is over here trying to bribe him and giving him cash you be like yeah spend it to like help redecorate your you and kurt's room and then
0: kurt steals it
1: and yeah, and then of course Kurt is just like about to cream his pants because his final his like finally come true now that his crush is going to be moving in with him. And I don't know. I mean, I will have a lot to say about Finn later on. But in this one moment, in this one up, this part of the episode is when I did feel bad for him because it's just like this is a lot all at once, and y- y'all y'all shouldn't have done it this way.
0: Yeah, and going back to the concept of time. The only framing we have is that essentially each season is a school year. So we know that it's been definitely less than like nine months, even less than that because their flirtation and dating only started what, like a few episodes ago. Yeah. Maybe not a few. I would say between five and 10 episodes ago. So it seems very soon and clearly it was too soon given what transpires. Mm-hmm. But both parties are at fault. Again, we'll get to that. Anyway, next scene, we're at Glee practice. Tina is bummed because she's wearing a gray hoodie and jeans, and it's not expressing who she is inside. Uh, Rachel has done some. There's lots of spying going on in this episode. She's done some spying, and she's discovered that Vocal Adrenaline will be performing Lady Gaga at regionals. This is kind of weird because that does not end up happening, at least from what we see hmm but uh yeah i had so, a question for you though yes
1: since you're probably more of a gaga oh you you had a poster gaga as a kid in your room so yes you're more of a gaga fan than i did and then i am but she said that they found all those discarded boxes of christmas lights what does that have to do with lady gaga honestly i
0: don't know uh it was two posters by the way uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know the red chantilly lace is obviously referencing the outfits that they're wearing from bad romance yeah but i don't know maybe it was like oh it's it's weird they gotta be doing gaga (laughs) and so everyone's freaking out who who knows who gaga is uh kurt's like damn them mercedes like we're finished uh will doesn't know what's going on he's like like, who the fuck where the fuck when the fuck yeah um And then, of course, he needs an assignment for the week. So he comes to Mm -hmm. an epiphany. The camera zooms in. He's like, your assignment for this week? Gaga. And spoiler alert, that will be my Will Schuster cringe hour. Uh, Oh, interesting. (laughs) I mean, there weren't a lot of other options to choose from. But anyway, we get more spying because then we see Rachel Mercedes and Quinn, interesting group of people, sneaking Mm -hmm. into vocal journal in practice And Shelby's coaching as they're rehearsing their bad romance number. It's like just choreography, though. We don't hear any singing. Uh, And she's like, y'all aren't getting the concept of theatricality. And so she says, do I need to show y'all how it's done? And she gets up on stage and she says, funny girl, E flat. And Mm -hmm. Rachel from the wings, she says, it's exactly what I would have done. Barbara, I could do it in my sleep. And I wrote in my notes, okay, even if that's true, please shut the fuck up. Um, Um,
1: I wrote in that moment, too. I wrote, Rachel truly is Liam Michelle.
0: Yes. And then I wrote in my notes, oops, sorry, don't mind me. I just completely set my phone down so I could take in Adele Dazeem's incredible performance of Funny Girl.
1: You're so dramatic.
0: Uh, This is one of my favorite performances in the history of the show. Really? Yes, she absolutely slays. Wow. Are you kidding me? Idina Menzel doing Funny Girl, chills. Wow, you really are gay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't even. <laughs> don't even let me start. Don't even let me start. Mm. Better not call me the, the F slur. Anyway, you got um... your dog a uh, a little tag that says "My name is Good Girl" on it. That's pretty gay. Okay. Mm, debatable. Anyway, you're wearing stripes. in stripes. I'm wearing a hoodie. That's so mask.
1: That is very toxic. We'll get to that. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that in this scene and the rest of the episode, Quinn is not looking very pregnant. Like sis was walking into the auditorium she was in that God dress. And it's like, gaga. what stage are we term trimester three? Like what's good? Like where, where shouldn't you he be popping this baby out in two episodes? So I don't know.
0: That's very, you're so right. Actually like she's definitely corseted for that gaga dress there ain't nothing showing (laughs) it's a phantom baby maybe she's just one of those lucky women that gets like a flat stomach when they're pregnant i don't know that always seemed like a myth to me but what did you think of funny girl though
1: i liked it i mean of course Athena slays i did it was just like it wasn't as moving to me as it was for you clearly liked
0: yes i just liked liked it. it Yes. Interesting. Well, <laughs> Rachel is so transfixed in this moment that she slowly rises out of her seat and starts <laughs> descending to the stage slowly as the numbers going on, staring in awe. I mean, isn't that a mood? But um, <laughs> when the performance is over, she says, Mrs. Corcoran, I'm Rachel Barry. I'm your daughter. And it's I just so thought it was funny because I was imagining like like, what if Rachel was wrong and she just really confidently said, I'm your daughter to this woman? <laughs> but she got it right, of course. And then we get a conversation between them in the auditorium. Shelby is telling her that she regretted giving her up and realized at sectionals that she wanted Rachel to find her. So we get the impetus for why this whole plot started. We were wondering about that uh, last week or the episode before before then. Yeah, And it turns out, Shelby just saw Rachel perform and was like wow okay Uh, which I I guess that means that she did know Rachel's identity though because I feel like it would still
1: be kind of a reach to
0: see a girl perform and then be like that's my kid
1: oh yeah I guess Uh, well I guess maybe yeah if she knew when she gave the baby up and like it was in Lima Ohio that like I don't know
0: seems like a reach Okay, <laughs> I don't know. It's still like a weird. It's just a weird plotline for me. Shelby's clearly uncomfortable. Rachel's like, I want a mom. Rachel said, "I want a mom that'll last forever." Millennials, hopefully, you'll get that reference. Um, Look, <laughs> I, I was just it, that. You were, because it's a <laughs> great song. Um, anyway, I I like that Rachel called out the way they're sitting because the Rachel was sitting like three rows down from Shelby. They weren't looking at each other. And Rachel has this line at one point. She's like, genetics are crazy. Like, we both have a flair for the dramatic. Even the way we're sitting right now is so dramatic. And yet we're so comfortable (laughs) with it. So. That was funny. That makes sense. Anyway, Shelby leaves, apologizes. She said, I'll call you. That was weird. (laughs) Anyway, next we get uh, the beginning of Finn's fragile masculinity rearing his ugly head once again because he goes to Will's office and tells him that he's not interested in doing Lady Gaga and suspects that the rest of the guys, Sans Kurt, of course, feel the same. (laughs) And he says, we're always doing what the girls want. It's not
1: fair. Oh my god. It's just, cry me a fucking river, Finn. Like, you, a cis straight white man, are so oppressed. And... Again, like, I, I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere a few episodes ago when it started, like, Power, Power of Madonna, I feel like was when it first started rearing its its head. And, like, up until that oh, point, yeah. Finn was, like, a like a likable, like, himbo-y guy. And I guess that was just a facade, but I don't know. It still kind of, it felt like it came out of nowhere to me, but I'm really, really tired of it.
0: Yeah, that's right. During the Power of Madonna episode, all the guys, or most of the guys were, like, cringing when the girls were just performing. Mm-hmm. like, shut up.
1: I know. Anyway,
0: Will agrees, though, and he's like, what do you have in mind? And Finn says, I have an idea. We'll find out that idea later. But first, we see Puck and Quinn talking in the hallway, and Puck says that he wants to name the baby girl Jack Daniels, to which she says, it's a girl, and he says, Jackie Daniels, then. (laughs) Uh, And she says that she's happy that since she's giving up the baby, she won't have to deal with him with these issues.
1: Yeah, I agree with that but also kind of forgot that they were having issues altogether like especially a number that we'll get to towards the end i just like kind of forgot about this plot line i feel like we haven't seen them like interacting in in a a little bit yeah quinn has taken a back seat for like episodes she She if she didn't
0: have that role in bad reputation where she created the glist. Uh, She wouldn't have had anything to do legit, I think, for like seven or eight episodes. Like, it's kind of crazy. trying
1: to stay relevant, I guess, with the glist.
0: Yeah. No, truly, it makes sense. (laughs) So I don't blame you. Anyway, Kurt and Tina, they strut down the hallway and they're wearing their Gaga outfits. I should note that this synopsis says full-on Gaga regalia. Should be Gaga regalia. That was stupid. Uh, (laughs) So Kurovsky and the other guy, I don't remember his name because he disappears after season one. I think it's like Zemo. Yeah, Asimo. Zemo, something like that. The bullies. The bullies attack them in the hallway. They're saying, we're tired of looking at your stupid gay outfits. Actually, no, they do not say gay. I'm going to bring this up later. But they're like, there's outfits are stupid, get out of our face. I don't want to look at it. Blah, blah, blah. And Kurt says, Well, think your football jackets are the same way. It's the way you express yourself. And I just want to express
1: myself and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, yeah. um, and, and I just like they threaten them. And like, is there no, are there no repercussions for like making these physical harassment threats in school? Apparently not. This is Lime, Ohio in 2010.
0: <laughs> I suppose. So i you know it's funny i i feel like in ohio 2022 this sort of harassment is probably worse depending on where you are if you're in like i suppose cincinnati probably not but who knows anyway so we're in the glee room all the girls and kurt are dressed up in their gaga regalia and mercedes is like because people are like where's rachel and mercedes says hey there was some some drama going on Rachel Mm -hmm. found out that Shelby is her mom and Rachel eventually shows up she's wearing this horrible outfit made out of beanie babies because her dad's can't so she assures (laughs) them that she will not be jumping ship to vocal adrenaline like everyone assumed because of course Shelby's her mom I do want to note really quickly Mm -hmm. Brittany said to Rachel when she showed up you look terrible I look awesome Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> However, Love that confidence.
0: Oh, her outfit is not the best because, hands down, the best outfit among this group is Santana's. She oh, looks 100%. incredible. She looks incredible. I don't think it's weird because some of these outfits are based on like clear Gaga inspirations, like Quinn's dress and Kurt's attire and Tina's dress, but some of them are just like kooky, like Mercedes. I don't think what Santana's wearing, Gaga ever wore either. But it looks sickening. She's wor- she did.
1: Yeah, the fandom under the trivia. It's uh Jeffrey Bryant lace bodysuit and black rose Charlie Lay Mindu hat. I'll I'll text it to you. But yeah, she gaga gaga has worn it. Interesting.
0: Okay. Once again, I'm wrong. Uh, but it's still the best outfit. Yes. Anyway, so they launch when I say they I mean the girls and Kurt, they launched into a performance of bad romance up on stage. What did you think about this?
1: I I very distinctly remember this performance. I I th- sorry, Sasha out the biggest snore. I know you couldn't hear it, but I was like, "What the fuck is that sound?" <sighs> Tell her to shut up. We're recording Sasha, a podcast. Sasha, be quiet, girl. Wake up. Sorry, she was <laughs> snoring really loudly. God oh, damn, <laughs> it was distracting. What did I think about this performance? I I really liked it. I thought that towards like the second half Santana really stole the show as she should I also loved I felt like we are gonna get much of Tina like taking center stage so I like that she kind of opened up the song that wig is and horrible though it is it's really bad it's really bad but the performance was fun it was entertaining I loved you know they did a the little little monster dance so I was bopping along see it was interesting I wrote in my notes
0: I, I think it's wild watching so Glee in spring of 2010, was this like wildly popular piece of media. And it was interesting seeing how this popular piece of media like portrayed the Gaga persona. Because also think about it, like Gaga was only famous for about mm,
1: like in jest, like a year. Well, yeah, because I was curious. I looked up, Bad Romance was released October 10th, 2009. And this episode aired. Quick, fast, and hurry with it. Yes, episode aired in May twenty ten. So, six months had passed. Well, I'm sure they first they filmed it before that, but like it was very quick. But that uh, they got the song into like the the season. So, yeah, but I, but really I was writing
0: about how it's it's weird because I feel like the way they portrayed her persona and how they're acting it out is like very stereotypical. And of course, we're looking at it for through the lens of today, where we know Gaga to be like much more dynamic and you know mm. she's had different eras it was just weird because you know they're doing like the very theatrical haha like hands and little <laughs> monster moves and all that and i'm just watching it and i'm like i haven't thought about gaga like in this very small box in like a really long time which i guess speaks to her like talent yeah and, i mean just and, yesterday you stay relevant but
1: you and i were talking about her alter ego joe calderon like she really oh, has yeah. had so many eras that are just like different from who gaga is today
0: yeah that being said the performance is fine to me santana definitely carried towards the back end kurt and yes. his little like uh asides were annoying <laughs> also <laughs> kurt does this thing uh and he he did it in the previous scene in the hallway with the boys when he calls after them he's like go enjoy your appointment at super cuts he does this thing with his <sighs> voice sometimes where i, I think you might have shown me a tiktok about this where he'll like it's not a growl i don't even know what to call it but it it's mm-hmm. it's not stunning There's a little rasp in it yeah, yeah it's, not, it's stunning. not stunning and he does that when
1: he sings sometimes yeah i don't like it however <laughs> i you just reminded me of something i wrote in my notes that i need to call out and I'm only calling out because you reminded me but i did love kurt's dig at Supercuts because my co-host slash boyfriend used to get his hair cut at super cuts all the time Did you do a walk-in? Did you have an appointment ahead of time? Hey, you guys, I used to get my
0: hair cut at Supercuts, sports clips, great clips, like anything that could give me (laughs) a quick cut because I used to get my hair cut once every two weeks, okay? And I knew my ladies at Supercuts. (laughs) They handled me, all right? And I had to correct Nick because he was like, oh, uh, it's always like Supercuts is like the whitest place to go. And I said, "Mm -mm, the Supercuts I went to in college- was staffed by women of color and they knew what they were doing and i got a cheap cut okay i was in college <laughs> jesus anyway now i do my own okay straight so. boy all right whatever your mask
1: right with your hoodie I just, on
0: i just knew you were gonna say something when i was watching the episode i <laughs> when that and that came up i was like i bet my bottom dollar nick is gonna say something about this and I literally wrote my notes Uh lmfao
1: super cuts zach
0: is typing (laughs) all right you know i shouldn't have brought up the rasp because you probably wouldn't have said anything and i would have been proven wrong
1: it's in my notes so i would have gone back don't worry
0: all right anyway let's move on uh finn has a run-in with again i'm gonna call them the bullies in the bathroom uh because finn's putting some makeup on his face he literally has like one or two lines on his face that's all no and he's these guys come in hot they're like oh you're acting like a little fag with your makeup and your boyfriend and you know you're bisexual like they're know. just throwing <laughs> shit out at him but my favorite thing about this exchange is they i can't believe they had the audacity to use the phrase glee boy as an insult i right. calling him glee boy i'm like <laughs> that's the stupidest insult i've ever heard yeah i think it's kind of funny like (laughs) hey glee boy
1: (laughs) yeah they thought they ate so
0: yeah anyway that happened and then rachel shows up at vocal journal in practice i'm a little confused i was actually thinking about this how far away is the vocal journal in high school i think it's carmel high because Rachel just shows up in the middle of the day, presumably. So like, did you have a break in classes? She just shows up and she shows Shelby her dress. And she, Shelby's like, you can't keep coming here. Yet. You got to stop doing this. Like I said, lots of like inadvertent <laughs> spying going on. Um, Rachel's like, can you fix this dress? And Shelby's like, oh, sure. And then in the very next scene, also, I love this synopsis. It says Rachel shows up at Glee rehearsal with a fantastic outfit. <laughs> Not
1: fantastic <laughs> outfit. Hey, it's a hell of a lot better than what she had on before. Wait. Sorry. You I was googling while you were asking like how far the school is. So apparently, Carmel High School is based in Akron, Ohio, in the in the show. Oh. Akron to to Lima is two and a half hour drive. Interesting. IRL.
0: So interesting.
1: Some of them did their Ohio research. Yeah, they, they weren't, weren't thinking. The
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were not thinking. So yeah, anyway, Rachel shows up with this fantastic outfit. It is significantly better than the Beanie Baby outfit, but it's fine. And she's like, my mom made it. She took great pleasure in saying that. My mom made it. Oh my God. And then they're in the auditorium, if I didn't mention this. Will introduces the boys. The curtain rises. Turns out they're all dressed up as members of the band Kiss. And they perform Shout It Out Loud. What'd you think?
1: Mm, more like snoozing out loud because I was snoring. Well, wow, I mean, one. it was high energy, but I didn't particularly enjoy it. So I agree.
0: And then also when the performance is over and Will is asking them, like, oh, what inspired their choices? And each one of them are talking about like the history of the actual band members. Mm. I always thought that Matt never spoke. A single line of dialogue but he said something this is first line yes (laughs) i always thought he said is that his only line because there's no way he speaks in the next two episodes his only line
1: but his first line
0: that was wild another wild thing he has a voice how is the glee club affording pyrotechnics for something that is not even a public performance
1: there was fire going on You're in the background. Just suspend your disbelief, like my high school English teacher taught me. I know. I guess so, but <laughs> sure. You're right for a broke ass school at that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Kurt has another run in with football players, and Kurt asks Finn to help him out, but Finn isn't too keen about this. And uh, we're in their basement because, like, I, like he said, they moved in together, and Finn is like. Why don't you just try to blend in? This is Ohio. This isn't San Francisco or <laughs> New York. This is Ohio. And Kurt is, Kurt's being toxic. Both of them are being toxic this episode. They are. You guys, because Kurt needs to stop. Like it is so like toxic gay syndrome. It's embarrassing. Like, tra- it's, it's honestly, it's really cringy. It's secondhand embarrassment. And he Mm -hmm. just can't let this idea of, like, turning Finn go. And so Finn's being toxic. But then Kurt, like, once the conversation dies down a little bit, because Finn's, like, trying to remove his kiss makeup. And Kurt gets up. He's like, oh, you are such a boy. And he gets a moist (laughs) towelette. He just starts rubbing Finn's face. And Finn's like, get off of me. And then we get what I refer to as a goaded line from Kurt. He says, what is your problem, Finn? It's just a moist towelette.
1: Oh my God, I know. <laughs>
0: Which is so funny.
1: It's so cringy. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. As we will soon learn, Finn is is in tune with what you're doing as well. So just give it up.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. We'll get back to them very soon.
1: <laughs> I do have to call out. I love how well before the the little tiff there when they were just talking speechless but lady gaga was playing in the background very right? still on, on oh really with this week yeah i was like oh, wait interesting. is that speechless
0: i was <laughs> too caught up in the drama to mm-hmm. to see that anyway will meets with shelby because he's worried about rachel it's so funny because he's like oh you know rachel's very sensitive and fragile rachel's a little bitch <laughs> 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 he was like Got subtly on. dissing her um But he's concerned that Rachel is more committed to this reunion than Shelby is. And Shelby opens up to him and she says that she's always wanted a daughter, but she's not prepared for an adult. She calls Rachel an adult and she's not. She's like 16, but sure. Uh, Shelby doesn't think Rachel needs a mother and Will advises her to tell Rachel how she feels. uh, Because I think she says something to the effect of like, I'm Rachel's mother, but I'm not her mom, which -hmm. makes sense. It's like when uh, Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 said, he might have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. That's what I thought of. I wouldn't get that reference,
1: but... Some people, some of our listeners might.
0: Yeah. So anyway, any thoughts on that exchange before we get to the exchange? No, I'm ready for it. Okay. So uh, we get Kurt's reveal of the made-over bedroom where uh, poor finn he keeps getting surprise after surprise in this basement he's gonna get <laughs> traumatized uh so kurt's like surprise like the bedroom and what did you say you
1: texted me about this <laughs>
0: what did you call it it's arabian nights but
1: see, it gay? i was like it, kurt it, this is a bedroom not a production of arabian nights <laughs>
0: It was too much. That's basically what it looks like. I mean, Kurt has this obscure reference point as to what it is. He's like, if Marlena Dietrich and Fred Astaire meta, I, I don't even know. It doesn't look good. It looks very tacky. Um, it does. But Finn is outraged by this. Uh, he complains about having to adjust to how he does things because of Kurt's gayness. Cause he knows that Kurt is still interested in him. Uh, of course, kurt denies this and of course it's it's, come on i mean finn was on to something with this like i actually wrote in my notes honestly kurt needed to get called out like that because (laughs) yeah he just is not getting it and i mean yeah finn is like it sucks because they're sharing a room i don't know how many other rooms are in the house but finn is entitled to some privacy and so it is very bogus of kurt to like put up a a privacy partition that has holes in it and he's like i was was, gonna say i was thinking of you when i got this like yeah you were thinking of him in a different way uh i was calculated anyway i'm just gonna like i said trigger warning uh gay slur but this rant is kind of iconic i can't explain it to you guys it's offensive you shouldn't use this language if you're not gay but it is hilarious uh so (laughs) finn gets really mad he starts slamming shit around and these are the words that come out of his lips the first thing that needs to go is that faggy lamp and then we need to get rid of this (laughs) faggy couch (laughs) and before he can continue bert storms down the stairs and he says hey he gets all mad at Finn for using these gay slurs. Also, I need to call out the synopsis. It says Bert walks down during the tirade and calls Finn out for using essentially a gay slur. That is a gay slur, but okay, it is Not essentially. Not essentially. A gay slur. uh and Bert's like, "I thought you were different. Did you? I mean, did you? Anyway, maybe. Uh, and he, but I- what? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was funny because he's Bert got real uh real angry with Finn. Yeah, he says that we can't be having this kind of poison in his house. And even though it <laughs> might cost him Carol, Finn is no longer allowed to stay in the home. And I just thought this was funny because it's like, are you sending Finn out on the streets? Like, where is he supposed to go? no. Stay in Puck's house or something?
1: <laughs> I also I had mixed feelings about this whole Interaction. I, I, if you read my notes, I was kind of all over the place. I was like, "Read him, kick his ass out." Period. Bert for ally of the year. And I said, "But wait, because he uses the R was, word." <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> well, before that, he was like, "Use the M word," and Finn was like, "No." I'm like, "Yeah, you better not, Finn." And then when <laughs> he asked him if he uses the R word, he was like, "Yeah, you know that 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 girl on the on the Cheerio scene." It was like,
0: "Yeah,
1: yeah," but it was like, "Why was why did he feel the need to go there?" I don't know. I. Like, I maybe the R was still okay to say back in 2010, but it just like he was like close to making a point and it's kinda like did did what he was accusing Finn of doing. So yeah, it was the a little weird. The, he
0: actually said it twice. I was like, ooh, and I know, I know it was a different time, yes. Like I I think my high school like say no to R campaign started in like 2012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah, it was a little
1: awkward. Anyway, that seems iconic. Uh, very classic. And uh, then, did you notice uh, <laughs> at the end, Chris Colfer was acting with that single tear? Was that CGI? I think some of these tears are CGI. I
0: forget. <laughs> I said this in a previous episode about a CGI tear. I think it was Kurt, but it was Kurt. Yeah. Ain't no way Chris Colfer's crying single tears. I'm sorry. There's no way. So, anyway. Next scene. Finn wants to talk to Kurt about what happened because he says he really is different, but Kurt doesn't want to hear it. Uh, This is in the glee room. Very briefly. I also wanted to say, I was like, so the girls and Kurt are just re-wearing their costumes all week because this isn't happening in the same day so they're just wearing their costumes over and over again with the makeup and everything i'm like that seems like a lot of effort but okay and you know quinn cannot see a damn
1: thing out oh of her eyes with those i was gonna get, get to that <laughs> i was
0: gonna get you know let's get to it now so puck gets up in front of the group and talks about his dad not being around and he acknowledges that jackie daniels is not a good name for the baby girl and the guy starts singing beth by kiss Uh, and at the end, he's like, I think we should name the baby Beth, even if you're going to give her away. You know, I want to meet her. We should call her Beth anyway. But yeah, poor Diana Agron during this number. So she still has, like I said, her ridiculous Gaga costume on, which includes these huge feathered lashes. They are long. They're about two or three inches long, it looks like. And poor thing has to like act during Beth because she's like (laughs) crying. But part of me is like, you maybe didn't have to act that hard because you have to keep your eyes open with these ridiculous lashes on. The tears probably came naturally from the redness you're experiencing <laughs> from wearing these. And she's blinking like every 0. 0.2 seconds. I felt so bad
1: for her. It's really rough. And then I after I was pulling up trivia and the trivia has like the fandom has the comparison shots of the look from the outfit and the IRL look. Oh yeah. And Gaga's IRL look doesn't have these long ass yeah. things. She was like normal eyelash extensions on but nothing like super outrageous so I don't know why they decided to put these on her if they knew sis had to like be emotional and crying during this performance yeah
0: they did her dirty uh and I have more to say about this actual performance later oh I don't know if you do but
1: I, I just do. didn't like it but that's <laughs> the sure same to okay to say on that yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's get to a musical number that I do like so Shelby got, comes to see Rachel in the auditorium Rachel says that she knows that Shelby's there to say goodbye. And Shelby says that anything they share at this point would be a little confusing. Uh, And Rachel says that it's strange that she doesn't feel anything that resembles how a daughter should feel towards her mother. So they're both basically feeling that sensation of like, okay, well, you haven't been in my life. So it's kind of hard to have that like intense mother daughter bond. So we should basically just kind of, I, I mean rachel asks shelby if they should just act like they don't know each other and shelby says that that's a little silly so they're gonna try and exist where it's like they know that the other one is there but they're not gonna like have a relationship basically mm-hmm. and shelby gives her a present which i thought this was very on the nose but it's a cup with a gold star on it because rachel was telling shelby about her like oh i need water in the middle of the night story or whatever and shelby's like you could drink from this cup gold stars are kind of my thing and i was like oh we get it they're no. similar but gold stars as aesthetic is not genetic come on you guys <laughs> um, so anyway rachel requests uh no shelby requests a hug so they hug and then rachel requests that they sing together because that's a fantasy that she's had so let's talk about this before we get into the actual number I have a hard time believing that Rachel Barry would choose this song as the I one know. song she fantasizing, singing with her long lost mother. I mean, Rachel Barry would not pick
1: a piano version of Poker Face as the one song she gets to sing. I just don't believe yes. that. And like knowing Rachel Barry, she would have picked the song that's like way too on the nose and the song had like nothing to do with their like a strange yes. relate confusing relationship nothing. like the lyrics of the song so it's like a it sexual
0: song odd. yeah it's it's very strange to hear Shelby being like loving with my muffin I'm like whoa, 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 with my whoa, muffin, whoa I, know. I mean you were loving with your muffin that's why you had this kid but like had nothing to do with mothers or daughters but anyway uh, let's get one thing straight this you're not. Poker Face cover ha you're funny this Poker Face cover was earth shattering culturally i remember this being a moment everyone talked about it everyone was singing it they were like oh my god did you catch that cover of poker face on glee is it better than the original blah 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 i was there for the discourse i remember it all is the actual song worthy of that crazy like worshiping
1: the actual like do you what's your opinion
0: what is your opinion on this performance
1: no i completely agree i like I have to give the the Glee whoever music people their their props for this because this is an incredible rendition. I don't think it's better than the original Pope Face, but it's it's,
0: it's an different. amazing
1: rendition that like you never would have thought of. You know, like you you hear it and you're like, "Whoa, this actually really works," especially with their with their voices. But I agree. I didn't. I wasn't part of the discourse in high school. People saying, "Did you hear that on Glee?" Because <laughs> that would have gotten me hate crying if I asked that in <laughs> high school. But. I really love it.
0: That's interesting. I like it. I think it's 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 good. It's definitely entertaining to watch, and it's long. It's like almost yeah, the full song. The
1: whole, yeah.
0: The harmonizing is really good. Rachel is doing some harmonizing in this number, which is. But good. she's
1: also got that god awful like I'm about to cry face when she sings. Oh it yeah. Really annoying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm in the right mood, it works for me like the no, no rachel's it. expressions but it depends <laughs> if no, i this actually was definitely
1: like on repeat oh no i was just gonna say if i actually love
0: the number and rachel's doing that it doesn't bother me so mm-hmm. like when we get to regionals i know for a fact she does that during their medley but it doesn't bother me because i just get swept up in it you know oh, okay <laughs> but you had this song on repeat you were saying
1: yeah on my ipod i i loved it so it's definitely iPod. There on my On my list for me, I can pull it up. It's somewhere in my room.
0: This was 100 on my iPod Nano for sure. I had a little, a little yellow one. Yeah. So I, I think this is funny. So this synopsis is in like little paragraphs, and this next break is just one sentence. It says, "Tina scared Figgins into letting her wear what she wants by pretending to be a vampire." (laughs) Shortened to the point. (laughs) Which is such a move from her, honestly.
1: I know, she was sitting in that room in the beginning of the episode she's like, "Hmm, "Okay, so this man's scared of vampires? I can use that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Came back at the end.
0: Yeah, so she's back to wearing her goth attire and she's like basically she embodies the very loosely worn, I guess like theme or moral or lesson for this episode, which is basically like, be yourself. Which is what it is for most episodes. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Um, And then at the very end, Kurt is getting cornered once again by football players in the hallway and he's wearing his little Gaga outfit and he says, you know, bully me how you want. I will never change. We get another single tear. I will never change. I will always be me. And this is where I wanted to address my notes. I referenced this towards the beginning, but I'm realizing this episode has been very hesitant to use the word gay. We know that the word faggy was thrown out a couple of times, but they're very hesitant to use the word gay because Kurt will be like, I'm proud to be different. I will always be me. And then when Kurt and Finn were arguing, Finn did not use the word gay once. Like he kept saying, like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what it is. You know what I mean? They're always like it's like they're tiptoeing around using the word gay, which I find interesting because in a sense, and I know we've talked about this before, Kurt is like was a hugely trailblazing character at the time for gay representation, and mm. yet they almost hardly ever want to use the actual word "gay."
1: Yeah, I didn't think I didn't realize that, but that's a really good point. And you're right; they go so far as to, to use the word "faggy" a few times this episode. So, like, why not just say, call it what it is, and and just yeah. have, be, put it out there.
0: And I think because early on, the thing about Kurt too that that, well, I don't want to say it bothered me because it's not necessarily a problem, but as we know, Kurt was very, even though he was trailblazing, still a very stereotypical character, like Mm -hmm. very stereotypical character with lots of humor at his expense. But the thing with Kurt in season one and and even though he met Blaine in season two, I would say a lot of season two and three as well, is that he's like sexless, you know? Like he's, he Mm -hmm. obviously lusts after Finn, but he doesn't get to express that. And so he's just a very like sexless character. I don't know what other word to use, which plays mm-hmm. into his stereotype. So I just I just thought it was interesting. I was thinking about it, especially at the end when he said I was I'm proud to be different. I was like, Why did you say I'm proud to be gay? You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And then uh Finn shows up, he's wearing uh, like red latex he says it's a shower curtain but that is not a shower curtain it's like nope. a tailored red latex gown <laughs> with like red sequin makeup where did you get that i really want to know uh i want to no. know the story <laughs> behind that red rubber dress uh but he's defending kurt and then the rest of the kids show up behind him to also defend them and they're like ha we outnumber you and the bullies are like well whatever we'll bring we'll... we have more football members too uh, and they're like, oh, look, it's the freak squad. They like, here they come with the the insults again. They're like, it's the Glee Boys. No. And they're all <laughs> freaks. And the episode ends with essentially one of the corniest lines ever written where Finn is like, We are freaks, but we're all freaks together. I know. Uh, like oh.
1: And then that's the end of the episode. Last happened. Know, just- Will was also just being his like annoying, corny stuff. He's like, Yeah, you guys look like, uh, you like, let's go back to rehearse before you have to join the circus or some dumb shit like that. It's so like, Shut stupid. up, Will. you're not funny. Very stupid. <sighs> anyway, let's get into them
0: superlatives. What was your worst performance?
1: My worst was Beth. I, I agree. I, I, I like, can see why Puck was singing it, but it, I think I skipped. I skipped forward a little bit during it. I'm like, okay, this is annoying. And did they rehearse that ahead of time? Like he said, my Kiss Boys, which... Sounds a little gay like if you, you say it out loud, but well, the song is kind of gay because so in the song,
0: multiple times he says like "me and the boys were playing," "me and the boys are playing." It's like mm-hmm. Ooh. I know it's they mean music, but know. <laughs> uh, if you have, use some imagination, it sounds a little gay. <laughs> but yes, I just did not enjoy that that performance. It is textbook what I've said before. It is uh, sitting on a chair in the Glee room. With no Mm -hmm. interesting cinematography performance. Thus, it has to be my worst because you know I almost universally hate those. There are very few exceptions to that staging. Usually it's like the emotional ones. Mm -hmm. Like, like when we get to that quarterback episode. Huge exception for those when there's like actual emotion. The the tribute to Corey Monteith. And that's when we get Santana if I die young and uh rachel mm, Singh. Yes, yes yeah those are exceptions but this not an exception anyway <laughs> best performance i put down funny girl i'm not sorry idina menzel smashed smashed this she has an incredible voice for this sort of show tune performance and yeah, i remember it it's the bill
1: what about you yeah uh, um, mine was "Bad Romance." I had money because of Santana, because she carried it, and she just looked incredible during that number. She and, made a skinny mini, right? I know. And Tina with the vocals, Kurt was fine. Uh, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. So, <laughs> and I, was, I, I remember like trying to learn the Bad Romance dance. It was just like cute seeing them do it.
0: Who's your LVP?
1: Finn, Finn Hudson my LVP this episode?
0: So. I agree. I was so close to putting Kurt, so close, because because mm-hmm. like I said, he needed to get called out. It, it's it's too he much. Did. Like you simply cannot do that. Trust me, I had my share of straight boys I wanted to convert, but I didn't go that far with it. <laughs> like it's too much. So,
1: what was then, the song we listened to in the car the other day?
0: but it f- was last night. Oh my god oh you belong with me by taylor swift yes (laughs) and i was like i've sung that song quite a few times passionately in my bedroom before uh yeah anyway but the lvp has to be finn because we're tired of the toxic masculinity finn you're much better than this please stop phobia it's getting tired uh even though you gave us that incredible uh faggy tirade
1: (laughs) yes let's grow up finn
0: yeah it's interesting. I feel like gay people just do not understand how we find it so funny when people are homophobic. Is that weird? It's not a funny. It's, it's funny when it's fake. Like, it's not funny if it's real. Yes. Like, in yes. real life, if I yes. saw someone getting gay bashed, that's not funny. And it's not funny yes. like the rampant homophobia that's leading to like mass shootings and hatred and all that. But when it happens like in a fictional show or movie, it's funny to me. And I think it's mm. because they're just it's so silly like they're just so silly mm-hmm. i can't explain it
1: yeah no i i agree with that that caveat
0: <laughs> yeah you, you don't you don't get it if you're if you're not gay
1: yes yeah. well i'm curious though who was your mvp this episode shelby 100 hmm. percent because of funny girl
0: and because adela is just so pretty like i just like looking at her <laughs> uh and because of poker face like why would it not be shelby i'm actually curious if you didn't
1: pick shelby who did you pick it was hard for me to pick one i like, know one was like standing out as an mvp Ugh. so oh, i didn't pick one <laughs> are you kidding you can't even pick shelby because she's pretty no no because she's the wickedly talented adele dazeem like there's a reason yes. why he said that And the second reason that you picked it was because she's pretty to look at,
0: so. No, but like in a beautiful, like in a, in, like I'm gay, but she's beautiful. It's sort of. No, I
1: know. Those sheep All right. As you know, I love Adina Menzel, but I did not pick an MVP this week, so. Well, I bet you're going to be happy when she exits after season one is over. Don't even. I
0: see how it is.
1: And I know you already alluded to this earlier, but what was your real Schuster Cringe Hour moment?
0: So there wasn't a lot to choose from, like I said, because Will took a backseat this episode. But yeah, that that shot we get where it zooms in as he goes like this week's assignment, Gaga, and he does it in that like let me curl my lips so you can't see my teeth, and let me <laughs> cock an eyebrow sort of way. Uh, I don't like that. But what did you pick if it wasn't that, or did you leave this I off forget- again?
1: No, I I I ran to my notes when I was when I saw this happening. <laughs> It was during the performance of Beth. We had a little bit of an instrumental piece from the orchestra. And we had a shot of Will like swaying with his eyes closed, moving oh, his hands, really? pretending to like conduct the orchestra. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Will. Like, you might uh- think you're funny, but you're just fucking annoying. See, I didn't notice that, which is funny because that reminds me of when I
0: called out, I forget which episode it was, but it was a couple episodes ago when he did the like rock on symbol that you didn't notice. Mm. It's the subtle moments with Will Schuster.
1: It really is. It really is. We hate him.
0: Well, I'm very interested to hear the trivia for
1: this week. Cause I feel like there's a lot. Oh, you mean a face. Is there not? No, there's quite a lot. Some of it's dumb. And I actually was looking at the IMDb and I saw an interesting piece of trivia there as well. But first we need to call out the absent cast members yet again. Emma Pillsbury, not in this episode. We love that. Yeah. Terry has been MIA for quite some time. She has. And Sue was absent as well. In this episode. It's true. It's giving anti-woman. It really is. <laughs> and as we acknowledged earlier matt gets his first line this episode when after the 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 kiss performance or what was it called shout out shout it out loud loud. shout Shout out loud loud. shout shout the door down i don't know something like that this is interesting i don't know if this word is a not a slur but like offensive so i guess i'll put a trigger warning in but someone in the in the trivia wrote to make Chris call for shoes, the costume department went to a cross dressing store and bought red high heel boots, broke down the heel, and built Chris's shoe around it. What is a cross dressing store? Like, that seems like a very... You could have just gone to a store yeah, and that's bought a, shoe
0: heels? That's an antiquated term to me. I feel like these days you would just say drag shop. Because there are like stores for drag queens with like higher heels and, and more theatrical stuff like that, but you would definitely not call it that in this day and age.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was weird.
0: But I don't That's think it's think... like a... It's, it's it's not necessarily a slur. Like, it's not like on the level yeah. of like, the F slur or the T slur, but... I don't know if it was, sh- like, offensive. We shouldn't be saying it, for sure. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, and then... Uh, there's lots I'm just skipping through. This is interesting. Theatricality was originally supposed to air after Funk, which is our next episode. But the order was switched because they went over their budget in producing... The episode and the american idol season finale was to be aired right before funk and they knew that they would receive more viewers for a different episode was aired after the american idol finale so they switched funk with theatricality to earn more profit and reduce their losses oh huh. which i don't really know what happens in the next episode in terms of plot but that's just interesting that the events in the next episode in like glee canon happened before this episode
0: well i know shelby is also a relatively big part of funk but i see i guess it kind of works in their favor because at the end of this episode they're like well let's act like we don't have a relationship so if shelby acts like that it won't be an issue in i guess funk.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i thought that was interesting one trivia piece the house of gaga was mentioned in this episode why do we care uh- and yeah, Will was
0: psyched about that. He was like, "Did you know was. that Lady Gaga has this thing called House of Gaga, which is like a collective of artists and blah 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 blah."
1: Like half sized glasses like down like on top of his <laughs> nose, like looking down at his computer. Like I love that you're both giving are us of Gaga research. Yes. And what was the piece of trivia it's on IMDb? Apparently, Lea Michelle and Adina Menzel, that rhymed are only 15 years apart, yet Adina is playing her mother. And I'd hope to God that Shelby didn't give birth at 15.
0: It's because she still looks stunning. So she does. Makes sense
1: to me. And that's really, oh, yeah, that's really all the trivia that I care to read. So. All right. Oh, and then it's tying it back to the beginning. Like, so everyone's outfit except for Mercedes, like you, oh no, Mercedes was based on a Gaga outfit. It was like a mashup of two different outfits. So yeah, I guess they all were inspired on inspired by real looks of Gagas. Interesting.
0: Well, that concludes this episode. Thank you for listening. Next week, we're tackling that funk episode we've been talking about. I don't particularly have fond memories of that one, and I just want to get to the damn finale already. So we'll see how that goes. Wow, and you
1: you've been waiting to the end of our episodes to mention the finale.
0: I mentioned it right at the beginning, thank you very much, when I was talking about the puns.
1: I said yes, that's true.
0: Yeah. Uh but we'll let you know if it's gonna go up on our regularly scheduled day, that funk episode, or if we're gonna push
1: it a little bit, but it will be coming out. But the only way you'll find out. Is by following us on Instagram because that's where we'll be sharing that news. Good segue. Good segue. Yeah. You all really should be following us on Instagram. We've got lots of good content coming up. I'm going to say this live in front of Zach for the first time. I have a surprise post coming up towards the end of the season that Zach doesn't even know about and Zach won't know about until it's up. So you're definitely going to want to to follow us to see what we have. Oh my God.
0: I'm so excited. Really? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You also came up with this really funny thing that we're going to post tomorrow on, on post day. So, yes. Good us. Yeah. You should really follow us because I don't understand where the followers are. I, I think we have a but bunch of have, fake friends, you know, like <laughs> fake friends, so, fake fans. I like how many times do I have to post on my story? Please go follow us. Like, it takes one little tap. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So, please do it. Do a, a little
1: Christmas present for us yeah just for us it's not asking too much
0: yeah oh Oh my god God, i forgot to tell you this sorry little thing right here at the end when i went to the grocery store like two hours ago Mm -hmm. they were playing the glee version of have yourself a merry little christmas it started playing i heard finn hudson's voice (laughs) i looked up to the heavens and i was like you're kidding and this was you guys i watched glee went to the grocery store came back made dinner and now I'm sitting down to record this. So I had just been watching Glee and then I go to the store and Glee is playing on the speakers above me. Oh
1: my God I can't it say it was wild that I can recall. I don't think I've ever heard like the Glee version of a song playing like out in the wild before oh I definitely have, but it's been a minute and I was like in a safe way
0: <laughs> interesting. They knew you were coming. yeah, so I forgot about that but that happened. That's funny. Anyway, catch you on the flippity flip on the funky funk ya. next Don't week. Don't forget to follow us. Yep. Bye. Bye.